Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tinker Talks. This is the audio format podcast that we do twice a month here at Tinker Air Force Base. Uh, my name is Mark Hybers, and I'll be your host for this episode. Uh, this is a podcast about all things Tinker, and we try to give you a little bit of insight about what goes on behind the fences of one of the Air Force's largest bases. Uh, today we have a very special treat. We are actually out at the Star Spangled Salute Air and Space Show, and uh, we have a, uh, a treat of having a, uh, the Air Force F-16 Viper demo team with us today. So uh, I'm going to introduce uh, both members of the team. We have uh, a new pilot uh, to the team. That's Major Garrett Toro Schmitz, and then a crew chief and the team NCOIC, correct? That's uh, Tech Sergeant Ryan Hutchinson. So good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Morning. All right. So uh, first things first, um, sir, you're you're relatively new to the team, and uh, maybe you could just kind of fill us in on um, what got you interested in flying and how you got to this point. Yeah, so I'm pretty new to commanding the team. So I've been with the team for about three months training, but I've only commanded for about two weeks. Uh, the Viper demo team is actually what got me into flying, like got me interested in flying. So I was probably 10 years old, uh, air show came to my hometown uh, okay. in small town Utah, right. and Viper demo team was there. And I remember seeing the pilot do his max performance climb that I'll get out there and do today. And it just kind of disappeared, spiraled into oblivion. And I was like, oh, that's, that's what I want to do. So. <laughs> You that's that's kind of what got me into wanting to be a right. fighter pilot in specific. Uh, so. so you're like the recruiting story. I mean, yeah. part, part of air shows. There it I is. mean, not only just opening the gates to uh, allow everybody to come see what it is we do and kind of give back, you know, which is what we do at air shows. But it is also a recruiting oh, event. Yeah. Like, yeah. like we reach out to the youth and, and see if we can connect and see if they're interested. So. I'm like the proof of concept. Like the air shows work. <laughs> It hooked me, so. That is so true, yeah. so that's awesome. So um, what did it take to get your career rolling? Um, you're 10 years old, you get in, but you, you don't just go straight to this position. No, so it's just, it seems like a hurdle, like a insurmountable hurdle, if you look at it from just joining the Air Force, but it's just small steps. So it's, I did ROTC at the University of Arizona, uh, commissioned, got my degree, and then then it's pilot training, doing well in pilot training, uh, getting selected to fly fighters, doing well in fighters. So it's all uh, just small steps every day. It kind of leads up to this, uh, the point where I'm at right now. Right. Awesome. And so do you have to have a certain amount of uh, flight hours to even, you, you apply for the team, correct? You, yeah, you do apply for the team. So there's no set limit of flight hours, but they base it on, it's not just flying, it's uh, obviously like leadership and, uh, other aspects of the job because you are the pilot and you're also the commander. So it's uh, there's no requirement for flying, but uh, you have to be an experienced fighter pilot. Awesome. Um, so now we'll move over to to uh, you, Sergeant Hutchinson. So uh, how did you become a mechanic? Why a mechanic? So our process is a little little different. Sometimes we don't really have a choice when we sign up. Right. Um, luckily for me. You, when I picked, uh, picked tactical aircraft maintenance, sounded cool. And, uh, <laughs> right. It is cool. It, it is. Uh, I've always loved turning wrenches, uh, working on my cars at home, brought up working on motorcycles and stuff. So it's just the next step. Now I get to work on these awesome aircraft and I don't have to pay for the parts. So <laughs> we can't beat that. Um, Best of both worlds there. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. so as, as a crew chief, 
you know, crew chiefs and, and pilots have um, a relationship for sure. Um, maybe you, Sergeant Hutchinson, can start and kind of tell me what, what, how that starts to build and what that's like. So you were on the team even before Toro got to the team. So in your mind, you're prepping. How do we make this, this happen? A lot of it is just spending time with them. Um, we see them day to day um, and they become family. You're, their lives are in our hands and that's huge. Like you can't, unless you've done it, you can't really explain it, that feeling. So like having that responsibility just there, gets you that much closer. There's a trust there too that, yeah. that you don't see in other relationships because like there's this incredibly complicated $40 million machine that I'm going to go fly and these guys make sure it's good to go and like I could just walk out there hop in and like they give me the thumbs up it's good like sweet I trust them like I like there's right. a, and just inherent trust there that you don't get in a lot of jobs. How much time do you guys spend together uh, out on the road or, or even back home when you're you're flying the plane you're talking about certain things that you're feeling and experiencing yes the viper demo team's unique so we're always together pretty much so every every show we're together we're together every day when we're home training not like that in normal fighter squadrons so uh, normal fighter squadrons uh, the pilots there's not a you don't get a whole lot of chance to interact with enlisted so us uh, stepping out to the jet with the crew chief like that's our main interaction so uh, even there, though, it's like a very inherent trust between the chief and the pilot. I, I don't know I make it a point when I hop in, they come up, they're the last person to talk to you before you go fly. Like I like to shake their hand right before I go fly. Just like it's the last person that shook my hands, crew chief that gave me the jet. So, right. so it's it's a cool bond between crew chief and pilot. That's awesome. And so yesterday, um, as people will know, uh, listening to this, there. We got rained out for a little bit yesterday. A uh, little storm blew through, shut things down for a while, but you guys were able to go out. So um, kind of maybe explain to me what happens, what's the difference after, say, storms blow through? Is there a difference in the atmosphere and the way you fly? Is the jet handles different? Not really. It doesn't affect the jet. The atmosphere is definitely different. So usually when a storm passes, it's a lot calmer. So you get the calm after the storm. Right. Uh, so yesterday was really smooth air, which was nice. Uh, sometimes you'll get a lot of humidity, which is going to lead to a lot of what we call vapes when we turn, which is everyone seems to like them. Yeah, they so. do. <laughs> it's but, a cool photo op. Yeah, great photos, which is really what this is all about. Right. Uh, sarcasm. So, so yesterday when you get to go fly, um, you know, you get to fly a normal normal show that are there's a like a low ceiling high ceiling yep so we have a low show and a high show okay so uh, depending on what the ceilings are uh, and we can transition between a low show to a high show or high show to a low show if we need to if we get up there and we realize that the weather is good enough so yesterday we we're able to fly an entire high show and it's it's a team effort because he's got a different narration uh, he's also one of our narrators so he's okay. a team crew chief ncoic and a narrator so he kind of does it all uh, and so we have to communicate what I'm doing so that he actually knows what my next maneuver is going to be. So there's a difference between the shows. Right. So, so. tell me how that works. You're out there on the broadcast stand uh, talking to each other. Assuming. Yeah. Uh, so we have a have radio communications. Uh, we try and keep it short and brief. So quick call outs for the next maneuver. I don't want to narrate, you know, hey, he's going to do, <laughs> you know, a Cuban eight and then him do something else. So <laughs> they're the only people good. I talk to. So yeah. 
Uh, we won't let anyone else talk to me during it because you have to be very focused. So uh, we have a safety observer who, if anyone needs to get in contact with me, they have to go through him. He kind of screens everything and then and then he lets me know because like you really need to be focused on what you're doing. So we keep our communications short and quick right. and kind of to the point. Awesome. So and these guys are just yeah. professionals. Though. They've done it a thousand times. They can. If something's a little messed up, they just pick it up on the fly and they're, they're able to make the show work. So t tell me, Sergeant Hutchinson, I, what is the training, what's different about training that you have to go through to take on all these roles and responsibilities? Because it's not just a standard, you know, you show up to Hill Air Force Base, you know, and you're a crew chief of, of a, in a squadron. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely different. Um, co coming from the flight line before, you know, day to day, you, you kind of understand what's going to happen. The air show scene, it's going to change. Got to be ready. Um, I was kind of thrown to the wolves. You just got to be able to pick up and get it done. Especially okay. leading the NCOIC of this team, so it's a it's a big honor. It's not there's a lot more responsibilities than most other NCOICs in a regular squad. Just because this is such a high visibility job. There's a lot of a lot of money that goes into it. A lot of people care about what we do, so, uh, so and, he's just kind of our pickup man. He does it all. We, we were talking. We were talking a little bit out there uh, by the jet, but while you were finishing up, uh, getting a tour of your jet, which you guys schedules just must be pretty packed. But yeah. uh, we were talking about you know there's a, also a bit of a swagger to your team. You know the, the uniforms look different. It's kind of look different. Oh, yeah. Um, so maybe we also discussed Sergeant Hutchinson and I about he's had the opportunity to go up and fly because they need to kind of figure out and feel what it is that you guys are experiencing, and that kind of helps that cohesive bond. So maybe you could tell me <laughs> your experience when you went up and, and uh, what that was like. I'd love, I'd love to. <laughs> I, I survived. Um, yeah, it was uh, the ride of my life. Um, Took me nine years to get in the back seat, and it was violent uh, and a whirlwind. I wish I could have been up there longer. Um, pulled 8.6 Gs right off the takeoff, straight into a max climb. Uh, I wasn't ready. Got a little dark on me, you know, kind of grayed out vision. Right. Uh, but it was it was a blast. Um, but the whole point for the team members to go through that is to be able to communicate what our pilots go through during the demo. Pulling 9 Gs 10 plus times during 20 minute demonstration, they're athletes. Um, like I said, I, I grayed out a few times doing everything I could to, you know, not pass out and trying to breathe and they're talking like it's no big <laughs> deal. And I'm back there struggling. We have a fun time giving yeah. these rides too. Oh, I bet you we do. get to put them through a little bit of torture. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's amazing that they can do this up to two times a day and you know right and, and you're just so everybody knows i mean they'll they'll see your picture out when this goes out but you're not a small guy you know you're <laughs> you're in solid shape so when you come Try. back and say you've been tossed around and beaten up and uh, it was a struggle i mean that that says something <laughs> significant about the pilots because yeah. uh you know when you, even when you listen into the audio later on down the road and uh, the pilots just you know talking normal calm going through their stuff like so I, maybe you could tell me sir what what is how how long does it take and what special things and training do you have to go through to get to that point where you can communicate like that so 
we'll start off they're just at a disadvantage because like we do this every day when we go fly and like the when you're the person flying you know when you're going to pull g's you know when to breathe correctly but if you're not the person flying you just kind of always have to be ready for it right. so uh, it's not as bad for us doing it as it is someone in the back seat flying but uh, it does take a while uh, to acclimate to the g's so it's all it's recency and when's the last time you did it how many times have you pulled that many g's so it may take a couple months uh, for you to get acclimated to pulling that many g's but uh, it's not to the point where you're going to pass out doing it. It just hurts. Right. It hurts more. So it, it still hurts now when you pull that many G's, just not as bad. <laughs> Is there a hangover effect? No. When, no? Not really at all. Head we'll, doesn't feel stuffy or strange. No. We'll get what's called, uh, we call them Jeezles. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, capillaries, uh, blood capillaries will burst. So it looks like little like red dots all over. So pretty much every time you fly and you're pulling more than nine Gs, you'll get some Gs. I'm gonna disagree to the hangover effect. <laughs> yes. I was pretty tired. Were you? I, it's <laughs> probably just the come down from like all the adrenaline. Yeah, and, right. Yeah, I'm, I get a lot of adrenaline when I fly this show. Okay. Like I get down, I'm really excited and I just wanna go do it again, but. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, you also burn a lot of calories up there, correct? Yeah, from, from what we have figured out, we've had a couple pilots where like the, the heart rate monitors and kind of calculate what their calorie burn would be. What was it, like 600 or? Yeah, six to 700. Six to 700 per 15 minute sortie. That is amazing. So it's a lot of, it's like, a, I equate it to a 15 minute CrossFit workout. If right. you do CrossFit, just pick the most intense one you have ever done and do it for 15 minutes. That's pretty incredible. So um, you guys, what's a, what's a typical week, typical training schedule like for, for you, sir? Um, so our typical show week is going to be uh, Tuesday is our day off. Wednesday will be our mission planning and get the jets ready. Thursday, and we'll practice if we need to Wednesday. Thursday we leave for the show. Friday we practice for the, at the show site. Saturday and Sunday are the shows themselves. And then Monday we fly the jets back. Then repeat that all repeat. over again. You get just a, like a day off. Yeah, one day off a week. And it's usually you're coming in to do something just because you can't get it all done on that Wednesday. So. It's part of the job, it's, right. but it's, you got to do great things like this, though. And, and then your show is a, uh, your schedule is slightly different. You said you're part of the Advent team. Yeah, slightly different. Uh, so still have my day off on Tuesday for a normal show. Uh, Wednesday, I will jump on a commercial plane with all of our gear, um, get try and get the show site ready, make sure that we have everything that we need, make sure that the team has rooms and vehicles, uh, kind of that whole logistics. Make sure we have all of our age equipment, um, and then catch catch them that following Thursday, turn the jets for Friday's practice. Right, awesome. And so we talk about all this stuff, and this is all cool, and you're flying around and, and you get to do these cool things, but then there is the other side to all this, which is you guys are active duty Air Force <clears throat> members, so there's all the other training and requirements. I mean, how do you fit in know all the other training and stuff that you guys need to do that's completely separate from from flying yeah we can save a lot of it for the off season so after November between November and March it's kind of our off season so if we can get it done then we will um, if not you just fit it in you like these guys will work long hours it's not uncommon they're working 12 hours when we're home just to get everything done that they need done right awesome you try to spit in your fit to fight 
then maybe maybe in the winter time too. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get your show your show body ready for the season. Your show body, All right. being on the road, eating eating out every night. And, yeah. And, well, and I would imagine um, certainly, I mean, you you keep yourself in good shape, and obviously people in the military in general stay in good physical fitness, but to have to do this every day up in the seat must take a just a slightly different uh, level of fitness yeah I, I would say yeah it does uh, it's just it's not so much endurance uh, I, don't know. I would just you guys have to stay on top of it right. I guess what I'm trying to say uh, a lot of so mental fitness, I'm sure. Yeah, you, you need your rest. Like rest is the biggest thing. Rest and dehydration would be the two biggest things that get you for G's. But it's just if you can fit a run in, if you can fit a weight session in, just do it because it's going to add up over the course of the season, and you'll need that towards the end of the season. So just working on that endurance, working on that strength. So tell me, what what is your favorite? thing about an air show what's your favorite thing about like coming here and taking the- meeting the kids usually like getting the chance to do what those pilots did for me back when i was 10 just interacting with them right. uh, just seeing how amazed they are at our jets pretty pretty cool special feeling awesome well gentlemen i'm not going to take up any more of your time i know we're you can hear all the activity oh, outside yeah. of this building <laughs> and it's, it's getting a little warm in here and you're going to have to go prep to fly but uh I very much appreciate you taking some time to sit down and chat with us this morning. And it looks like we're in for some great weather today. Should be some great flying. So thank you very much. And uh, with that, we're uh, we're gonna get on out of here and uh, say thank you to everybody for tuning into this month's episode of Tinker Talks. Please remember to catch us on all the uh, social media sites, Facebook and uh, Instagram, and also at team oh. underscore tinker for the, the Twitter users out there. So And Viper Demo Team on Instagram. And, and the Viper Demo Team, yes, absolutely. I'm sure there's some <laughs> killer photos on that oh, yeah. Instagram site. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, and uh, have a great show today. Thank you. Appreciate it.